the arc of a grenade that he threw three years ago that was in orbit <laughs> come straight down at my feet. Dude, he did like some wacky like, Wah! and then I'm like, what the fuck is he doing while I'm going pop, 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 like figuring out what's going on. And all of a sudden, clink, bang. Dude, yep. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I am one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, an escape from Tarkov content creator. <laughs> and I'm Veritas. Uh, and you're uh, a baddie. I, yeah, I'm I'm bad and I die. Just like, <laughs> just, just like baddie. Just like baddie. One of my homies. So, yeah, how, how you doing, bud? What's up, man? Oh, dude, you know, other than the... Uh... Technical difficulties these past few days. I'm actually doing great. I, I, the reason we are doing it late this week is I took like two days. We went down to Orlando with my wife. We left the uh, kids here with grandparents, Ooh. and it was the literally the first time in like two years <laughs> that we'd been away from the kids, and uh, it was really good. We hung out with some friends and uh, ate really good food, and it was just like two days of like, which was like the perfect amount, but it was like. It was super good, so I'm coming back feeling feeling good, feeling refreshed. All right, so wait, you so you're hanging out with friends of the IRL friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I have to know like how much of that time, you know, you're spent with yeah. your like significant other and like IRL friends was spent talking about the what the fuck you do. Oh well, so so these friends are hyper aware of what I do. Like one of the friends I was hanging out with is my like my mod, my oldest mod, <coughs> and his wife. Okay. And then the other friend that came with us, like recently, he he's just like he always always looking for something to do, hobby. And he made he was like, you know what I'm gonna do in in South Carolina where we lived in that general area. There was this like crazy like murder mystery like actually happening like in that air like like multiple people died that ha would have had no connection. They're all connected by this family. So he's like, I'm gonna make like a documentary about it. And we were like, yeah, sure, buddy. You know what I mean? And then his first, he dropped his first video and it got 800,000 views on YouTube. His very first YouTube video ever got 800,000 views on YouTube. So, so now he's like all in and he's been, he's been like, and he's like an eight part series and he's going to try and be like a true crime YouTuber. So that uh, this group of people is pretty hyper aware of, of this industry, but yeah. Oh, well, there's so much to unpack there. So uh, much like I, Here's the interesting part. I bet you if I took his video, you know, if he hadn't uploaded the video, but instead he gave it to me and I uploaded it yeah. with the same title and description, I don't I don't think it would have gotten 800,000 views. No, I think there's something to be said for like <coughs> creating an audience as opposed to trying to shift an in the interest of an audience, right? Yeah, like I I I just <laughs> don't think that Yeah. I honestly think, I think it's, uh, I think like, I think your highest chance of having a viral video is your first video. Does that make sense? I think yeah, every, everything else, I think that YouTube is always looking for the next Mr. Beast, MKBHD. They're always looking for the next whatever. And so when they see creators that trend 
really predictably over time. You know, I know you're going to get 30,000 views on this video. I know he's going to get 100,000 views on this video. Even if I know this guy's going to get a million views on this video, I think the algorithm doesn't like, I know exactly how many views you're going to get. The algorithm is looking for the explosive new. So on your first video, you post your first thing, it's going to, YouTube's just going to naturally test it to a small group of people. If that group of people is highly interested, it'll test it to the next one. And it, I think it's easiest to, to go viral on your very first video if it's a good video. Yeah, and I, and I think that, like, again, so much of this is just, like, anecdotal, but it feels like if I were to do something like that, it would get pushed out. It would get seen first, you know, probably in the first hour. Yeah. I would have more views than he had in his first hour. Yes. Because it would go out to my subscribers, but, like, the engagement and everything yeah. would have been... It wouldn't have been like local news. Exactly. I'm sure 800,000 people are all either like local to that area yeah. that might not be like into, you know, watching those types of things or, yeah. you know, people that are subscribed to other similar channels um, like, you know, true crime stuff or, or, or mysteries or whatever. But like and then it would do well and they would get high engagement and then it would push it out wider and wider and wider. Whereas it would if it was me, it would go out to a chunk of my audience yeah with like a little sprinkle of the others but the sprinkle of the others would would contribute so little <laughs> yeah. to it would say okay well then spread it to some more of the tarkov people that also like this and then maybe a little bit more of the tarkov and then it yeah. would just peter off it would all be relative to how your tarkov videos are doing and so yeah. the, the algorithm would kill it because that's um, what feels like you know there's so many videos out there about like speed running and other shit that that are yeah, great that i watch that i love and they but they get millions of views um, and and then he's I, like, well, he's already dealing with that. So like he because he wants to like do this and pursue this now. He's he's coming. It's it's an eight part series on the the thing that's happening right now in South Carolina. He so like before his final parts, he went out and filmed like uh, a whole documentary series about like another and started airing that. And that one is doing really poorly comparatively because he built he a flash audience that was really interested in this. And now he's like going through that same thing of trying to convert this audience into not just interested about this case, but interested about how he's going to do true crime and he's going to lose a lot of people, but then hopefully he can build it back up. So it's crazy. Is he even monetized. If you have one mm -hmm. video with 800,000 views, well, he now, like yeah, he now has like eight videos, but uh, oh, yeah, okay. well you got, because he in like a week got like 30,000 subs and you know, the, the it's, you need 4,000 watch hours with that many views on a, 30 minute video you've got that boom you can monetize bro you should see his cpm and rpm for true crime dude it would make you throw up hi yeah it's but between triple and quadruple what gaming is it's gross. it's gross it is gross and finance is even higher than that it's crazy you make so little money in gaming on youtube comparatively comparatively right and and what and what's crazy is like with the amount of success you know i have with just my content at least even these days it's <laughs> the money's like almost nothing yeah um it's pretty crazy and yet like try and share that with folks who are want to be up and coming youtubers yeah. or whatever and it's like you know a lot of times they might think achieving veritas's level which yeah. is comparatively not that high no like, for sure though but like they would see that as impossible for them yep 
Um, that's... And, and even that <laughs> is like, okay, well, the reward is meh. Yeah. Um, and then someone just said, that's why I use YouTube Premium. No ads and supports a creator more. I mean, it really... it. YouTube Premium, last I checked with my analytics, it was like, I forget what the numbers were, but it was like 5% of my revenue came from YouTube Premium. Yes. And like, it was like... It was like 8% of the views and like 5% of the revenue. So it wasn't even like it was worth more. It's but grown more again. significant. The last time I checked, yeah. the, the ratio of like how many people watch to how much money, because it is always a small percent because so few people have YouTube premium. But even that small amount, how many people that watch to create that small amount, it's pretty crazy. YouTube premium pays. They're trying to push it. And so because of that, they're weighting it way more heavily uh, in, in the... In the monetization world gotcha. the last time i checked it was it was pretty significant um but yeah i say all that to say that it was good it was a good few days hanging and talking shop with him and like my like the, my other friend my mod has been helping him out a lot because he's still up there in south carolina so yeah it's just been it was really good right on well but uh glad you're back we're doing the podcast yeah on, yeah uh, how's uh Saturday. how's sarkov been i saw you got out of a juicy raid yeah, well, that was that was <laughs> the one juicy raid. The one out of the five hours of streaming that was wasn't fucking god awful. Um, like it's, the first few raids, one of my daily quests was like survive five times on factory. So mm. I was just going in, not really expecting to like survive, and I'm also trying to level up sniper. So I've just yeah. been going in into factory with like a bolty. <laughs> And like swords and some like you know random shit armor that yeah. I got lying around, you know, some like half dead rat rig or like a twenty four out of twenty four gazelle, you know, something like that. Yeah. I'll go in with a with a Mosin with iron sights. Um, and honestly, like those tend to be the best raids I have. Yeah, going into factory with a bolt action, um, I can like one v three close quarters with a bolty with like dudes who are wearing like. <laughs> slicks and you know yep asked mts and shit uh but that's because i mean that's just like where i'm like trying to remember the the like i don't know if it's the bane quote from batman but like <laughs> i was i was born here i yeah. was born here you, <laughs> was, know, like, you were merely adopted at the factory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just factory you have compared to every other map you just have so much more control over yeah. your destiny, right? Because it's such close quarters. There's always somewhere that you can be standing where you are like controlling how exposed you are. Yeah. You don't have to like run out in the open. You're never you know, more and... than three feet from hardcover. Yeah. Like... And there's like, there's where people are. It's like a very limited set of things. Like I know if I'm running from like glass hallway to the exit. Yeah. I know that like someone's either going to be here, 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 or here. Yeah. And 99% of the time that's the case. Um, you know, whereas you want to go from dorm number one to dorm number two yeah. on customs, any like, someone could be in fucking any window, yeah. you know, any bush, any bush, sniping from skeleton. Car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, those tend to be the more enjoyable raids. Even if I die, like just being able to like no scope three dudes, you know, and yeah. like, you know, and then you get like just mowed down by player scabs as they sort of like 
surround you, Storm you know, the as castle. the mob. <laughs> um, you know, but but yeah, like a couple of the raids I had earlier today on reserve because I did a bunch of lighthouse quests. Um, man, Thursday would have been a good day to do because Thursday I I raided <laughs> really? seven hours, seven hours of lighthouse, didn't die once. Wow, during prime time. Yeah, hours. good raids, Jesus. But I also only came across one to three players per raid. Per raid. Yeah. Um, I mean, so in that case, it's just much more manageable. And I didn't 100%. go towards the rogues not a single fucking time. Yeah. The next day after that was six hours of only dying to rogues because oh, I was doing you have to like do those the, quests. The quests, and yeah. it was, you know, dog shit. Um, but yeah, today was just dying to the bullshit raiders. Like there's, I've got a couple of clips where like the one of the raiders, like I was using nine nine five level five armor. Another one of those raids where I'm like, I got the gear, let's fucking go in. Like yep. let me let me be excited to use the shit that I earned from like you know killing somebody. And it was there was nineteen hits on two raiders with nine nine five. I killed one of them with nineteen hits, and then the second one while I was hitting him, he did. Uh, 180. Uh, he was standing like underneath like some metal stairs. Yeah. He did a 180, look straight up, freak out animation, and then all of a sudden I see like you ever just play the game Worms? Like Worms Armageddon? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The fucking arc of a grenade that he threw three years ago that was in <laughs> orbit comes straight down at my feet. Dude, he did like some wacky like what? And then I'm like, what the fuck is he doing while I'm going pop, 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 like figuring out what's going on. And all of a sudden, clink, bang, fucking blown up. And it's like, that was basically most of my raids today in a nutshell. Yeah. Um. Except for the last raid where I was doing peacekeeping missions. So I had an M4 when I was wearing blueberry helmet, blueberry armor, and I killed, there was six PMCs in dorms. dorms and i killed all six of them i like ran up the stairs peeked the hallway killed one guy another guy was peeking me and then i was in like the the in the second floor when you go up the stairs the metal yeah. stairs outside and you go into that first room on your left i literally was like i killed the two guys closed the door and was like healing up and i hear chunk 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 yep. up the stairs i'm like <gasps> no. and they both they both went right by the closed door and started to jump over like the rubble Opened the door, peeked out, killed one of them. One of them was still alive, so I ran out around the back to fucking heal more because it was like I got broken bones and I needed to reload. And then all of a sudden, a dude comes sprinting down the stairs, running off, and I fucking kill him. Another guy comes out. Dude, it was wild. Yeah, that's sick. It was wild. Um, and that, yeah, that was the only raid I think I survived today. Really? Other than, other than the factory raids where I was like in and out, kill one or two guys, yeah. get out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been feeling. <laughs> I was gone the uh, past few days. I came back yesterday. It was, the game's feeling pretty good. I had some. This is the, at this point. I always think it's anecdotal because of how many times we I've been like, oh, the desync's better, and then the next week I'm like, oh, the desync's worse. So I think it's all just like anecdotal, whatever server X Y Z. But like last night, I had some really bad, like, like to the point where I was like, that's us. I'm gonna report that guy. And then you watch the clip back, and you're like, oh, that was just. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was just nine years behind him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that yeah. sucks. So I don't report, but I had some of that. I didn't really had much desync at all. Yesterday actually, was bad. I... Like, un, un, hmm. um, 
unexpectedly bad. Like, well, like I hadn't been having, it was just a few, like I was so far. It was one of those things where like you die. Like I was similar to that scav screenshot where like I was, if you go back and frame by frame, I'm in my dying animation and they haven't peaked yet. And then like frame, frame, and they start their peak. And it's like, I don't think that guy was cheating because if he was cheating, he would have shot me, you know, here. He could have shot me here. He could have shot me here. I think he was just pre-firing and on his screen, you know, he was seven frames ahead of me or whatever, you know. So it was it was pretty frustrating. And then, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty good raids. Oh, dude, I got, I, I this is my first time I got extract camped at the new Path to Lighthouse extract on Shoreline. I literally, dude, we were like, we were in the resort. It was such a good raid. We were voiping with these guys. We saw that it was two of them. So I was asking him, like only one guy was voiping. I was like, how many are you? And he's like, uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a solo or whatever. And we're like, oh yeah. And so like he killed Seal. I wiped them both. I had all this gear. I was running out to the extract and I kept like, it was like, I could hear them in the trees, these extract campers. Like I could just tell. So like I hadn't seen any of them yet. I was like walking towards Path to Lighthouse and I just started voiping. I was like, hey, listen, we all want the same thing here. We all just want to extract. And I hear a rustle and I just 180 and I mow this dude down. He was literally just hiding in a bush and he peeks out and I mow him down. And then I start getting shot from behind me, too. So I run away and I spend five minutes literally shooting every single bush. Pop. Pop, pop, moving around, pop, 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 moving around, pop, reload, pop, pop, pop. My painkillers just wore out. I walked up to the very last bush and he just ankles me. I shoot what's left of my mag into the bush. I'm reloading and limping and he one taps me and I fall over and I was like, oh, Jesus. But that's the, that's the first time that's happened to me. But for the most part, it's been it's been feeling pretty good. They did that yeah, whole I like had... I was gone for like the whole two days worth of like downtime or whatever. So I don't know how I don't, that went. Yeah, I wasn't around. I mean, like I've been streaming most days. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was like after the day after I didn't finish my AI video, and I, I think yeah, I took like a day off or something. I'm not sure, but I, I didn't experience any any part of the. Oh, maybe that was the day before, and I was I spent all day like finishing the edit. That yeah, might have, been, might have been that. Um, but uh, I, I also did have my first uh, my first combination of extract camping and also VoIP monka tos oh geez i was uh you know killed a bunch of dudes in factory um and this is when i had like a bolty uh i think i had like a bolty with a red dot or something and i'm up on the on Skybridge, and i hear people over by um the the main exfil there and i hear like something 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 and then n-word and i was like oh instantly hit the fucking mute yeah. hotkey um, and then when I went to the exfil, there was a duo exfil camping. Two of them, and I killed one of them. Yep. Um, I died to the other one, and then the dude's name was pretty fucking racist. The dude I died to. So then I like instantly was like, "Oh yeah," I did. You know, hit the button for the report VoIP. Uh, sent all the info to Nikita. I'm like, I'm gonna feel real happy about yep. this. Yep piece of shit getting banned yep yeah you know racist you know it yeah racist names the exfil camping is like a douchebag thing but yeah it's, that's but it's not a part, but it's like that's just fuel to the fire it's like if, yeah. if i wasn't gonna uh you know if i wasn't gonna directly report you to nikita uh you know with a racist name when you say the n-word over voip and extract camp and have a racist name 
yeah i think the tarkov community would be better if your ass was banned yep uh yep but speaking of that ai video i saw you you released the uh the getting tarkov <laughs> the tarkov turing test i didn't get to finish it i love your hour-long videos but i was like all day yesterday was like travel getting back as soon as we got back i streamed and then i was just like conked out and we did family stuff today so i haven't been able to finish it yet but uh i saw that you posted it and i'm super excited to to finish it yeah i mean the reception was was overwhelmingly positive which i'm happy about yeah um you know, had like I, I think I've read most of the comments now. It's over 400, and there was really only one. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the video. It was just telling me how much of a piece of shit I am. Uh, Naturally, but um, but overwhelmingly, yeah. And then a lot of people have been coming in saying, you know, great video. So yeah. I'm I'm really happy with with uh, with how it turned out. Um, at the end, I talk about how. Um, while talking with Nikita about a lot of the things, you know, I send him clips um, mm -hmm. and there's all sorts of other feedback and stuff. I give him um, one day. He basically was like, do you want to have a, uh... Oh, you know what it was? So I'd asked him, I'm like, can I use, can I like screenshot, you know, some of our actual conversations to, to use as visuals yeah um you know because when i when i talk about things i like to be able to provide visuals and to yeah. provide like evidence that i'm not just saying like nikita said yeah this, nikita or, you know, told nikita's... me <laughs> yeah yeah um mostly too so that like if i'm ever wrong or misinterpret something like somebody can point it out because they can see what it is he's saying what it is i'm saying For you sure know? um and he was like do you want to just like hop on a call and do a q a and i was like yeah yes so that was on a Friday, and then literally Saturday at 8 p.m. Moscow time, it was like noon here. We had a two-hour oh, video call. Tell me and, everything. Um. Yeah. So at the end of the AI video, I basically said I had a conversation about a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm going to be doing a follow-up video where I took the the whole thing and I'm and I'm cutting it up to where, you know, there's just a lot of like. Especially with Nikita and English not being his, his primary yeah. language, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, yeah, so I, I like sure. cut out a lot of that to try to condense it down because it was a two hour conversation. Um, so that video is going to be coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the gist of it that I talked about also at the end of the video was basically <laughs> that with all of the stuff, you know, that I'm commenting on, criticizing on or whatever. After talking with Nikita, I feel a lot better because a lot of the things that I honestly like assumed that either they didn't think of, they don't care about, they don't notice, they hadn't yeah. considered or whatever, they actually have, you know, planned to do whatever, you know, a lot of those things. Um, so he was aware of a lot of the, even some of the more subtle new design nuance stuff. That's you know, good. That, um, that was going to be my number one question is like at the end, is it one of those things where you felt like he was like the targets just moving all over the place and they're oblivious or was this something that, yeah, like you left the conversation. You were like, oh, sweet. It might be a long time, but at least they, they were aware of more than I thought they were aware of. Yeah. Yeah. They were planning on and aware of, you know, a lot more. Um, so I was optimistic and, you know, at that, at that point I, I said like. 
I'll let my criticisms rest for now yeah. and wait to see what they do and how it turns out. Yeah. Um, like one of the more interesting things that he that he talked about was um, the, the the rogues. So, and I don't remember. I don't remember if we talked about this or not. I don't think we could have on the last podcast. No, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like figure out like <laughs> what he said and when and and whatever. But uh, did I talk about like the instant reaction time? He he commented basically saying like they they effectively from day one of the wipe turn the reaction time dial up to maximum like instantaneous for the rogues because they they wanted it to be really hard yeah just so that the economy didn't get completely fucked early wipe yeah like that was their main goal um and that and he he had a whole bunch of other context around like apparently there was a multiple day period where when they were testing stuff with the rogues there was a bug that they didn't know about where the rogue AI essentially like kind of became the normal AI, the normal scav AI. Like really? it was almost like it, it, it was the wrong configuration or something like yeah. that. So they spent multiple days trying to figure out all these different things were broken. Like they were acting really dumb. They were like totally not responding to certain things. They would never go in and mount the, the fucking oh, the machine, guns? machine guns. And he's like, we don't know. We we were looking for so long. And of course, here's the thing: as an engineer, you're going to be looking in like the rogue dot, you know, whatever yeah. fucking, you know, rogue dot C sharp file. I don't even know what the what the files are called yeah. in, in Unity, but but the the problem wasn't there. Yeah, it was some other thing that was making it so. So they spent like he said, like two or three days close to the final patch, like the release. To where they were like, we can't figure out why the fuck they're doing this. None of it's making any sense. And then finally someone figures out like, oh shit. The problem is like this other thing that was making it so that the rogues weren't even rogues. That's they were so effectively, interesting. Um, so he's like, we just didn't have enough time to do all that we wanted to do. So the compromise was like, jack them up to 11. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the issues, he's basically said like, most of the issues related to the rogues have to do with instant reaction time. Yeah. So, um, you know, like one of my criticisms in uh, that I've mentioned before is the whole like you should be able to outflank them and trick them just like you do with players. Right. Like yeah. if someone's holding an angle, they expect you to repeat, but you're flanking around and you peek from another angle. Then when you peek, you have the advantage of they're not holding the angle. Yeah. You know, so they're not ready for you. Um. And I basically said, like, it sucks how, you know, you can get down behind cover and, like, crawl for 50 meters. And a human shouldn't know that you crawl. There's, like, you know, he wouldn't be able to see you. So when you finally, like, because it's a first-person game, not like a third-person game where you can... You can kind of see over, yeah. so, So when you stand up and then instantly die, you're, like... All I'm picturing is the scav doing this while I'm crawling. Yeah, exactly. Wall, like, following you. following me through the wall, right? Um, when in reality, he's like, if you actually had the debug information like we do, and like I showed a screenshot of before we started the podcast, you can see that he's literally staring directly at where you went prone originally. And then you pop up and he goes, bang, yeah. instantly. <laughs> yep. Because he has this massive cone of vision because he's up on a four-story building looking at a roof 
Yeah. And he instantly has an instant reaction time. So from your perspective, it's like he wall hacked me, yep. you know, or, or, you know, they have aim bought when really it was instant reaction <laughs> time and their aim is too good. And the yep. same happens when you're in a building. How many times if you like walk by the crack in the door and then they start shooting at you and then they're still spamming the wall and you're like, what the fuck? Like he's shooting at me through the wall. Yep. You assume you assume that, you know, they've got wall hacks when really it might have been a bug where for a nanosecond, the ray cast went in the crack of the door. Oh, yeah. And so they technically saw you. he could see you. Yeah. And then from there, after that, what they were doing was suppressing fire. They specifically added like different kinds of suppressing fire that's much more, especially when you're on a mounted machine gun yeah. or grenade launcher, it's much more obvious. So people are assuming that they're sitting there shooting at you through the wall, shooting at you through the wall, like they can see you like a wall, but in reality, yeah. it's just like a kind of a simple sort of dumb implementation of shoot, yep. keep shooting at where you last saw them. Um, and then sometimes they happen to hit you. But, you know, the same thing is present when you're up on the mountains or behind like cover and you're behind like they think it looks like they're shooting at you through the ground. Yeah. When really it's just that's suppressing fire. Um they don't actually see you and the shots wouldn't actually hit you if there was no, you know, yeah, you know, nothing there. And then he also pointed out there's a million times where they're really stupid and they, sh and you're standing right next to them, but because of some other issue with the mesh or the colliders, they, you don't exist. Yep. And then other times they're shooting at you through walls <laughs> when they shouldn't see you. But he's like, that's just the complexity of the, the environments and everything. There's, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it yes, definitely doesn't feel easy to get that right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that was one of the key things I focused on um, and what I'm why it's taken me so long to go through this, because I want to kind of like explain and and give some more context to a lot of the stuff he said. Like one of the things one of the points he made was like and I thought it was like a sort of a humble and an honest thing that I when I was listening to it, I'm like, I got I sort of feared that people were going to take it the wrong way. Mm. Um, but he basically said, like, yeah, like, right now, in so many cases, we don't understand how, what the scavs are doing. Mm. Like, we don't understand what the, what it is they're doing. And, and I know that people's instant gut reaction is, how the fuck do you not know how your yeah. own systems work? And I actually don't think that that's fair. Yeah. Um, because what he actually means is, imagine you have these crazy complicated behavior trees, hundreds of different paths and yeah. nodes and whatever, right? And all of that, all of the prioritization and decision making that they do, it all has to be based on the context of the situation. So the other AI characters, the player characters, what they're doing, all yeah. that shit. Um, but, but not only that, it has to take into consideration the the environments. Yeah. And then, so with that in mind, think about how complicated uh, yeah, the environments are. You know, so like when you see the scavs sitting there running back and forth in this tiny area and they look completely stupid, he's like, it's that's an issue with they got into one particular area that they that we've never seen them be before and they got into this weird loop of 
pathing prioritization that says you need to run here. And then they end up in some other part of the code that says run here, which then has them in another part of the code that says run here. And they just look completely busted. But again, you have to think about for sure how many inputs there are (coughs) into these different equations. I mean, they're not really like math equations, but like all of the things that they can react and respond to. And then think about all of the moving parts of the players and the environments. Yeah. And then imagine, imagine how many cases that they can visit, like literally test. Yeah. I mean, no matter what that number is, whether it's a hundred or 50 or a thousand, it's still infinitely smaller than what the actual number of cases is, which is infinite. Yeah. Like there's never been an engagement between the AI and players on a map that's ever like happened the same way twice. Yeah. It's there's an infinite number of possible starting positions, positions. and and the and the PMCs can be anywhere, right? Like AI generally are going to have like pathing, but the PMCs can be anywhere, so their pathing needs to be able to react to PMCs that can be anywhere. And then like what I start thinking about is like the fact that this is all <coughs> built on the older code. You think about customs has had two different expansions. Woods has had expansions. These are the same AI and this like it's the same exact AI that's on factory, which is a completely different environment than it is on interchange, that it is on customs. And so all that AI needs to be able to handle all of those things differently. And then they've branched off that AI to even since I've been playing the game, create scav bosses, scav boss guards, the different scav bosses and their guards respective own AI, the raiders, now the rogues, like and so I, yeah, I get that it's complicated and I have no, yeah, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible to somebody who's not a game dev, you know what I mean? To yeah. just like, so, so yeah, it, it basically, it makes sense. And he talked about like, he's like the perfect thing to do is to just rewrite them from scratch. And, and I could tell he's really up in the air on that. He's like, the thing to do is write them from scratch. He's like, but oh God, like I don't, he's running through his head because he's basically saying like, we can take two weeks and fix a bunch of these bugs, right? Or we can take six months and rewrite everything from scratch. And at the end of six months, what you'd have is (coughs) basically exactly the behavior we have now that's easier to debug and less bugs. But like, it's not like it would be this new groundbreaking thing. It would be, they would still be just standing in certain places and running, you know, walking for, so he's like trying to, you know, we'll see what they end up doing, Weigh but, that he, out, yeah. but he, he recognizes, you know, that's good. He recognizes the issues. And obviously you can see some, one, one of the things he said was like, he said, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. He said, he basically is like, there are times where I see these clips and you know he'll send them to the AI team, and he's like, "This is this is unacceptable. Like it's unacceptable. Like we can't have this." And I know that there's some feeling of like shame and embarrassment that like this is my fucking product. Like this is yeah. not acceptable, you know. But then at the same time, like he has to also be able to defend himself, right? If anybody's like, "This is unacceptable," you know, like fuck you, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it, you'll you'll see more, I guess, in that video. Yeah. Um, you know, it's coming out in the next couple of days once I edit it. There's a lot of context there, a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, he was basically like, 
they when they added the scavs to the game, it was back in March of 2017. Um, or maybe 18. I forget. Might be 17. It's in the history of Tarkov. Yeah. Um, he's like, we added them not because we had this fully fleshed out idea for what a full architecture of the future was going to be with like the rogues and raiders and scab bosses. Yeah. He's like, we just needed to put something in the game for people to shoot yeah, at. Exactly. Because yeah. there's seven people playing the game and most raids you played were dead. And he's like, we just needed something for people yeah. to do. So and, you start and then you build on top of that and then you build and then you you've gone too far exactly. to where it's like you have to keep building on top of this foundation that was <laughs> you know so And no matter what anybody says there's no like no matter what anybody says that's a perfectly acceptable like path that they took right because like at the time in march of 2017 they didn't know that 300,000 people were going to be trying to play their game at the same time they didn't oh, know not ubisoft they didn't know that they were ever going to need to upgrade so uh to such high unity levels they didn't know that they were going to have nvidia talking to them they didn't know that they were going to be quadrupling or potentially even more their staff they didn't know that they were going to sell two million copies of the game and be able to afford to write you know a better ai system earlier like they so had no, matter no what, resources probably not a lot of money and they were all then the team was tiny and they yeah. were all like new exactly so it's one of those things where it's like yes we come on this podcast and we complain about the ai and we talk about what it should be because it just is what it should be if this game wants to be what it is but it's like at the same time i can understand especially when somebody nikita, like nikita provides some of that context the how we got here it's just like how do we move forward is the thing like what's the right path you know what i mean and and to know that they're it's good to hear that they're contemplating that right that he's like okay do we keep just like hashtag fix the code do we keep just going in there and tweaking and trying to fix bugs or do we you know start it over again and i'm sure that there's even context there that we don't understand like now they're on unity 2019 and now that they've got now that they've got like a team of people at unity that are like you work at unity but you're the escape from tarkov guy you know what i mean like they might not have resources that they didn't have access to or didn't have dream of having access to they might be thinking about hiring new people to do this stuff like it's they also have context too. Like it's so much easier. Like the dream in engineering is to like be able to architect a system that without knowing the future should work for everything in the future, right? Yeah. And th the more engineering you do, the more you're able to get closer to that. But that's one of the hardest challenges in engineering is to do that. Almost always you build a system that is as modular, you know, and 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 expansive uh yeah. exp um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, whatever it, you can you can build off of, yeah. Um, you know, as generically as possible in the future, but you almost always just end up with a bunch of like special case code that you throw in there for this one yep. particular use case, and you always have the hindsight is twenty twenty sort of thing, right? Yeah, it, of it's course. it's the equi of it's course. the equivalent of where they were at back in the day. They had this little tin shack that they were slowly building a base off of. Yeah. And then, you know, imagine once you have like two or three or four rooms, more people start to kind of move into this thing. And then they all start to want, like, I want fucking marble countertops. Exactly. I want, and you're like, I didn't build the plumbing. Like you don't have the full picture for the house. hundred percent. If you started today, Nikita would start from the game would be a, would be a completely different game in terms of just the underlying architecture and the quality and whatever. Yep. Um, 
and how big of a house you were building. Like they built a house expecting, you know, 10 to 15,000 concurrent players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it's like, it's on, it is far beyond unreasonable to think that every indie game developer right now is building their game with the infrastructure to hold 300,000 concurrent players. Like that yeah. is unreasonable to think, and it would have been irresponsible of them to do. Their game hit the magic. They won the lottery. It was the perfect combination of vision, execution, twitch drops, exposure, bada bing, boom. Now there's hundreds of thousands of people want to download the game. And you're like, do we knock the house down and rebuild the house? Or do we try and add add another closet and add another room and add another closet? And that's what they did. And yeah. that's where we're here. You know what I mean? And so it's like people love to just be like how how did you not see this coming and it's like uh, what yeah i don't know so um so it's cool that's good to hear man it's good to hear that he's at least aware and like and that's the thing it's hard like yeah we you know gripe about it all the time because it's frustrating and because we know you know what i mean like what he you know what he wants the game to be and the experience and that the scavs and the ai so often do not provide that experience but no matter what anybody says, there's just so much context that we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the final thing I'll mention that he said, um, because I was really like at the end of the day, what I want when I send him these clips, I want him to my, my whole goal is for him to fully understand. Not only just like how broken the things are. But try to like understand how fucking emotionally exhausting and painful it is to constantly get fucked by the game in these ways yes so that he does something about that right and and, yeah. and i one of the things i was doing was trying to advocate for like i understand you had to turn them way up to 11 um i'd much rather i'd much rather him turn them down to six yeah and make them fucking farmable exactly maybe nerf maybe just nerf the loot a little bit or whatever like yeah. because if he ner if he nerfed the loot, even if it was ten percent of the value that was on Lighthouse, what would happen is <laughs> the subset of people that have learned how to cheese the rogues in the very specific way that have been farming them those the, the people that either did it out of necessity, you know, like you did, or the people who do it without realizing that they're doing it and they think that they're like. Sam Fisher on the greatest yeah, commando yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Um without recognizing that they're just the only reason why they're winning is because of the bad design of exactly. the Exactly. You'd have everybody else who's a normal player who doesn't either doesn't want to learn how to cheese them or doesn't think to cheese them. They think like I've played games before. I know I should be able to sneak and I should be able to do this and if yeah. I uh, have decent aim, I should be able to outshoot the ai yep. they get completely fucking owned yep turning them down to six makes it so that they'll be able to survive and actually play the game yep and have so a you chance end up with, yeah yeah um so he basically said he said hold off he wants to see they're working on a new scav boss in that's going to be in the same area as the rogues Oh, interesting. That makes so sense because like, he said there's going to be four scav bosses on Lighthouse. So I was like, what? So that makes sense. Yeah. So he's one. like, I don't want to go and change them now when <clears throat> yeah. we're going to probably have to change them during that process. Yeah. He's like, maybe we'll do something, maybe not. But he's like, 
we're we will definitely do something to make them yeah. better um but not until the scav boss comes out which i don't know I, today i sent him a few more clips of now this wasn't even the rogues it was raiders um yeah. in, on reserve just because like the one thing i don't the one thing i'm never really sure of is if he understands that like for me it's 85% of the time when i encounter a rogue or a raider it's some like shit that yeah. he would be embarrassed to see and wouldn't be happy to see yeah. so i want him to know like how frequent 100% and annoying this shit is so that's that important. he can prioritize yes. it that's... you know like if you if you knew that that so many people were constantly getting fucked in the most annoying ways possible that he would agree with that he looks at and is like oh that sucks yeah then you know but i still get the impression that maybe sometimes he thinks it's their like rare one off yes that's important like it is that's not just complaining it's important for him to truly understand the frequency you know what i mean and to you just be like one player he you know he has a rough understanding of how much tarkov you play in a week if you're sending him one clip every two weeks you're like, yeah, that's embarrassing. We need to fix that niche issue. You know what I mean? That weird thing that happens. But if it's like 14 clips a day, it's like, listen, I, I now now you are even more educated than ever on like, I understand that this isn't an easy thing, but I need you to understand because like, because if you're, you know, if you're looking at your vision board and you're like, do we fix the AI or do we add this? If you think this happens to every other player once a month, you're like, let's add the thing and we'll, you know, we'll send we'll sick Johnny the intern on the AI thing. But if yeah. you understand the frequency of like literally every single time you run into really the AI at all, I would say I would say it's like a coin flip on every AI in the game that you're going to see something ridiculous, whether it's like the insta prone, you know, maybe you, you won't die to it. But like something ridiculous happens almost every time you see the AI, period. So, yeah, I, I think that makes total sense that he needs. To, uh, it's important that he understands the frequency of it. Yeah. So I, I'm also conscious of like I'm I'm scared that he's going to get annoyed. Yeah. Even though he says, like, send me clips. Yeah. It's still like. I, I sent him a clip of the, you know, one of the bullshit things I, you know, Raider. Oh, that the whole like 360 throwing the grenade, whatever thing. And then right after that, I encountered the that matching bug where you just get stuck there for like 15 or 20 minutes and you oh, just have yeah. to back out. Um, because I, I mentioned that to him and he his response wasn't the normal like we know we're working on it. It was like, you need to send me like logs so that. To me, seemed like yeah. maybe they've heard about it, maybe not, but like it seemed like it was maybe <laughs> either news to him or yeah. you know whatever. So he's like, "Yeah, send me logs. You get you got to send me logs." So then today, right after the getting fucked by the raider, I had twenty minutes of waiting and then ten minutes of fucking waiting, waiting for to leave the match that I never got into. Yep, I sent him the logs, and then the next raid I got in, I'm like, I I just got into the next raid in thirty seconds, you know. So clearly, yeah, like that's important, and then. 45 seconds later, I'm sending him a clip of me getting insta one taps. As soon as I like, I check right, nothing there. I check left, I'm dead to a raider. And it was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, yep. so then 45 seconds later, it's like, here's shit AI. Here's a, ma a matchmaking bug that kept me from playing for 20 minutes. And then I finally get into raid and I get insta fucked. Yep. And I'm like, 
this has been my these are the first yeah, three raids of the day. These are the yeah. this is yeah, this is the experience for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, that's brutal. <sighs> that's brutal. <clears throat> now I'm I'm super interested in like what of course we don't know, but like the game went through like 48 hours of like like they tweeted out that on Wednesday they were going to do some sort of like back end migration that was going to take 24 hours. The game wasn't going to go down, but then something happened and then the game went down for a few hours. And then the, and then like the, they were like, we need to extend it into the next day. And then I think the game went down for a few hours on Thursday. And then like Nikita on his personal Twitter tweeted something about just like, like, damn, this has been harder than we thought. You know what I mean? And, and whatever, like the, that, you know, the community wastes no time in embarrassing themselves you know what i mean on social medias which is whatever but i just i'm interested and somebody asked him about it and he was saying it was more like database stuff like reconstructing or going to a new database he responded to somebody on twitter about it and i was just very interested in uh what could they, what could they have possibly been doing that wasn't a unity update because we are, just got one of those um that took so long i mean hopefully yeah, it's all well, good i'm down for not being able to play the game for a day or two if it pushes us towards something you know what i mean but i was just interested to you know on what it was yeah i'm not really sure on the specifics on that i will say that on that last saturday so yeah a week ago actually is when i had that talk with nikita um one of the things he had actually said um at the end it was like 90 <laughs> minutes of talking about tarkov and then like 40 minutes of kind of like off the record shit you know yeah just he was talking about, you know, the fact that they haven't had a, a vacation yet. Like he was supposed to, you know, they were supposed to basically have their two weeks come January first, which is yeah. sort of why they did twelve twelve. And you know, it had been a month since the patch, and he hadn't had a day off. So, and he, I could see it in his eyes. He was like, "I almost wanted to cancel everything today, including like this talk." He's like, "But I decided to, to do this so that I could fucking turn my mind off." Yeah. He's like, "But we haven't had a vacation." All day that day on Saturday, they were dealing with people. This was last week. Yeah. Fucking trying to DDoS them and dealing with all the bullshit around yeah. that. That like, you know. Yep. I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Maybe maybe there was some security things. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. The, clearly, they if the if it the servers ever are down for any particular reason. Like they took them down, like clearly they're doing that because they think they need to do it, yeah. And we need to just fucking live with it, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, I actually saw a clip when I was looking for clips of other streamers with like AI bullshit. I was going through all of a bunch oh, of big yeah, streamers, yeah. and uh, and one of the clips I actually saw was was Summit ranting about oh, the, the queue because he was you know on his fucking desktop and. Because he had like the game had crashed after he waited an hour or whatever. And, you know, so there's like some valid kind of sure. criticisms around like, you know, they maybe could have spent some extra time when they first added in the queue or maybe even a week after they added in the queue to to give you some sort of prioritization if yeah. the game was open within the last X seconds or something to like let you skip the queue. Yeah. Um, You know, so there is like, you know, there's there's some things that might be worth talking about but but otherwise like we should be okay with them doing whatever it is they think they need to do to make their systems work yep yeah yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent 
because it's just the two sides of the same coin. When we're in the game and we experience server issues, you know, we tweet out that they need to fix it. And then when a necessary step in fixing it gets taken, that affects me in any way. I'm tweeting out, you shouldn't be doing this or you should have done it better. You know what I mean? It's just, it's whatever. <clears throat> However, I know it wasn't a bug fix patch, but they did say that they, they did say that a few things had been uh, addressed, including the 5.56 and 5.45 damage and pen drop-off because, like, one peg and uh, I think Tower and so, some other people had done, done some extensive testing on it and, like, found uh, only very specific rounds would pen, you know, like a U-lock at 80 meters, you know what I mean, out of those. And it was, like, and, like, for a brief second, it was, like, none. <laughs> like, no 5.56 five, or 5.45 five, five rounds would pen a U-lock at, like, 87 meters. Like, none of them <laughs> would, would one-tap. It would If it penned, it lost enough damage that it wouldn't kill you. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, someone in chat, I'm sure, will tell me. I, I don't. I don't know why I'm. I'm blanking, and, and I feel bad. But um, somebody did a video, like pointing that out. Yeah. Um, and they actually had. I'm sure that they had. You know, went into to one pig's chat. Um, and they came in, uh, in here and was asking me if I've tested it or whatever. And the first thing I did was have jump in in a raid with one of the viewers yeah um and had them go basically like 106 meters away or whatever yeah completely naked and i had a bs round hit him right in the fucking right between the eyes a tray yeah it was tray, tray 24, 24k yeah. uh yeah um he's the one that i think did the initial yeah video um but yeah so he came in and mentioned it to me and yeah i shot him right between the fucking eyeballs and it did what is it? Is it 35 HP 35 in your head? head it did yeah. four, 34 damage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, ignoring the helmet and penetration, like yeah. clearly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. But I think they did. They made some adjustments to that, and the people that were doing those testings like updated a list, and now like it, it's a lot more manageable. Um, like, like the rounds that should still do, and but they're still. It's still in a good spot. As far as I understand it, it's still in a good spot that, like, the sniper rounds, you know, your 762x54R, your 308 rounds, are going to hold more damage in pen over longer distances as they should. So it's not like the 545 and 556 were just brought up to what they were. But, you know, 100 meters is, you know, what is this is a gun. This is a rifle round. You know what I mean? 100 meters is not that far. In Tarkov, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, because, you know, you don't really have, you know, 800 meter shots in Tarkov like you do in other games you know what I mean but so it's a lot better and then they've they've did some fixes to the uh Raiders apparently there was all sorts of bugs of them not um not spawning on reserve like the, apparently at one point I didn't know I got frustrated trying to find them so I stopped playing reserve but like the button wouldn't the button wouldn't spawn them and they had like only like a three percent spawn chance to spawn underneath where you need to kill them for that other quest and i i played like 15 raids didn't see a single raider and i hate reserve so i was like screw this so apparently they fixed that which is good because i need to freaking kill raiders on reserve hmm. yeah well good luck with that Ugh. pain reserve is pain dude <laughs> i even have a red rebel um but yeah so apparently they they fixed a few things uh which is good, but yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I don't recall personally having ever experienced anything that was like that should have killed a guy until I did the the hundred really? meter headshot. Um, but and, and again, like I said this the other day, and I looked at my stats. You know, I have uh, how many p? I have you know got like five hundred PMC kills. I have 1,048 headshots. I have 91 <laughs> long-distance headshot kills. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess it, none of those 91 meter... I mean, sorry, 91 long-distance headshot kills. Um, or, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I just never personally experienced it. I, I don't think I would have noticed it. Um and I've I've gotten I don't know two or three shooter born in heaven kills. I don't think there were ever any cases where I'm like I hit somebody and thought like oh, I hit them why didn't they die? I had a um, few. I have like I have one clip in particular where I'm using an ADR. I'm using five five A one. I had that in my first mag, and these two dudes were no farther than a hundred meters away. And I I like at one point there were rumors of like a ricochet bug. And then there was that happening, and I, like I, I show you the clip. I swear to God, I hit them both in the head three times, and they. Did just you say got, a raider? No, they were players. Oh, players! Okay. They're facing the other direction. I shot. I shot one in the back of the head. He didn't move. I shot him in the back of the head again. Then he got up and started running away. So I went to his buddy. I shot him in the back of the head. He took cover, thinking I was in front of him. So he was literally stopped moving, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" I shot him in the back of the head again. He looked around. I shot him in the back of the head again. He got up and ran away, and I was like. And then I started all my sniper kills, and for like, I'm I'm finally done. I'm at sniper level nine. I completed shooterborn heaven and everything. But like, for like three solid weeks of the wipe, I was running an SMG and an M700, and with that, it was no problems. You know, I mean, 308, yeah. M80, whatever I was running, it was even running like FMJ for a while, dropping people. So I hadn't experienced it in a long time because I've been running in a sniper for so long. But um, I had a few clips where I was like. Is there a ricochet bug? Is this what is this? You know what I mean? Like these are good shots. So maybe but, you just survived longer than me. <laughs> so so you had more opportunities to get fucked by the bug. And yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hearing that they uh, <coughs> addressed it and that the people that are doing the research have said that's better is good. Um, speaking of bolties, really quickly, I'd love to hear your idea on this. This is just like way out of left field, but a viewer. DM'd me and was like, yo, I know you love sniping. And uh, this is like not, this isn't like a fix to an issue. This is just like a cool idea that I thought would be cool. You know how like they have the, if you have a malfunction, you can swap to your secondary or like your pistol, not necessarily your secondary, but like your pistol really quickly. <laughs> It'd be really cool if the game gave you choice over like, you know how when you've got a bolty and you snipe and you hold the mouse button down, it doesn't rack the round. Oh yeah, I think I think whoever that was also yeah. said it in here. It'd be cool if if you sniped like and you like before letting go, you like hit either one or three. You could swap to your secondary weapon quicker, or not even necessarily speeding up the animation, but you could swap before racking the bolt. And then whenever yeah. you like, whenever you swapped back to your sniper, sniper. Before you could ADS, you had to do it. You know what I mean? Because like that's like a thing you would do if somebody pushed you from behind and you just turned around really quick and shot. You wouldn't be like, 
You know what I mean? Like you would just like drop that thing and pull out your yeah. gun or your SMG or something. And as somebody that very often uses SMG Bolsey, like I would do that all the time, all the time. So I thought that was a cool idea. Hmm. It doesn't really, yeah. it's not like a problem. I just thought it would be a good idea. No, I mean, that's another one of those things that like, yeah, put it in the game. I think it'd be better yeah. just like, dropping shit on the ground when you double tap just like all those other things like, yes yeah, but... yeah in and amongst those changes that would be cool because i just think that like i like that what they're doing to make bolties more <laughs> um not like not op but a more viable choice i guess is a good way to put it. you know what i mean than they than they were in the past and so that's just like another little notch yep notch in that for me um what's this face shield thing <laughs> uh, yeah so we, we were i've been dealing with um almost always with with anytime anybody gives me a viewer kit um you know they got like the the nice helmets with the face shields and these days i will rarely wear a helmet let alone one with a face shield yeah because uh, i'm just not buying them um but i've been dealing with the whole like i have usec one and it, it appears to be, at least with initial testing, you can't really know for sure what what the problem is, what the cause is. Um, but it seems like, at least in the first kind of few tests that I did, that maybe it's not an issue for other some character voices. Um, oh. You have like the <sighs> like instant the raid starts um, as if you're exhausted. And the, the funny part is, is that for like days people were telling me that that's intentional like it's a way to balance out the face shields oh yeah um but then like there were times where you'd switch helmets and then put the other helmet back on and it would go away and it's like okay well then that just to me seems like it's more likely that it's a bug and not intentional yeah. you know it's not like an intentional balancing thing um because it's, that's just fucking infuriating having to listen to that and not not only that but it kind of fucks with me because there are times where i have full stamina yeah i have that breathing where i'm like not hitting shift because i think i need to regen my stamina yep where i'm like oh shit no shit i do have stamina like run away you know or whatever yeah. um but then um it, it just came up in the course of the conversation that somebody basically said uh effectively well, I don't know what it was, it, it, whether it reminded me or whether it was related to or whatever. The whole thing about fixing broken face shields. And you remember how Oh, people, yes. That's what I thought it, you were going to say. Yeah. There are still so many people in the Tarkov community. Like, I still feel like it's got to be. It's probably like 20% of my chat, but like probably 80% of the community at, at large that doesn't come in here and hasn't heard me talk about it that think that it's either a bug or it's intentional that if you have a face shield that's cracked you can't get rid of the cracks even if you repair it yeah and then a subset of those people say no i know how you fix it you have to if you go into the hideout you can see it's fucked up if you go into an offline mode raid and then either like kill yourself in the raid or like Oh my god! As, as I'm as I'm as I'm saying this, someone in chat is saying the thing that I'm about to say is the dumb thing. 
Fuck me, dude. Ugh. Okay, let me just finish what I'm saying. Christ. This happened earlier, too, when I talked about this. And this is why I'm bringing this up again. Because <laughs> and that's so why, people, at the end of your note, you said, kill me. <laughs> I said, face shield thing 2.0, rehash again, kill me. <laughs> I'm sorry, please, man. Okay, I'll finish. So, people assume, oh, well, it is, a, it is um, you can't fix the face shields by repairing them. All that does is it fixes the durability. It doesn't fix the visual thing. But... If you go into the hideout and then an offline mode raid after you repair the face shield and then kill yourself in the hideout uh, in the in the offline uh, offline mode raid and then you go into the hideout again it's fixed so then when you go into a raid it'll be fixed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now there was even a video and one of my one of my one of my homies too in the community, uh, someone who's who's like content. They make shorts on YouTube a lot. Um, I'm even like sub to him, uh, Shudaville. Yeah, uh, good fucking good guy, nice dude, decent videos. Mm -hmm. I was actually looking. I'm like somebody made a video. I'm like I forget who it was. And when I looked it up, I'm like oh fuck, Shudaville. <laughs> and this is funny because this, like before I even knew, I think before I even knew who Shudaville was, and before he was like a community member, he I think this is when I saw the video. Um, but it was like how to fix face shields, like how to yep. get around the face shield bug. And it's do this very specific. You got to go into the hideout. Yep. So you have to repair the face shield, go into the hideout, offline mode, exit the raid, go into the hideout, then go into raid and it'll be fixed. The problem is, is that none of that matters. No, you just repair you it. Just repair it and go into an online raid. It's fixed. It's fixed. The problem is, is there's a bug with either offline mode and or the hideout where it doesn't update the face shield after you repair it. Yeah. Until. Until some magic point happens <laughs> and that magic point is like there's a, a there he is. Yeah. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Shudaville. I says, oh, heavens, I made it into a podcast, and it's over a shitty vid. No, nah, dude, no. I love you. Your content's great. Everybody should go check out Shudaville. But that one video, <laughs> I wish that I wish that annotation still existed in YouTube. Because Me then at too. least you could put a giant black box over the video and post and say, this no longer is a thing. My bad. Oops. Me too, There bro. are times that I want to be able to do that. 100%. But you can't. The only option is delete a whole video, yep. which really honestly feels like shit, especially if like 98% of it is true, you know, like, yeah. um, but, but yeah, I digress. Um, whatever the, whatever the issue is, I don't know. There's some, there's some function that the game does. Let's just call it like reload all data. Yep. And that process will update the visual look of the, yeah. face shield in offline mode raids and in the hideout now that doesn't happen if you reload it it doesn't happen when you go into the hideout but it does happen like upon exiting an offline upon raid. exiting an offline mode raid or upon <laughs> entering starting the game or entering an online raid yes yes but it's just so funny how like it, 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 this all came up because someone was saying oh I know how to fix the face shield breathing thing. You know, switch over to USEC 3. And I was like, that might be a way to, like, get avoid the bug. Might be a way. It doesn't fi obviously fix the bug yeah. because um, 
but it also is susceptible to the same like error in reasoning that people had with that whole discussion around the face shields where it's like i experience the face shield thing 50 percent of the time so if i were to just switch voices go into a raid and not experience it some people would conclude well that fixed it yeah where it just might have been that the the coin landed on heads instead of tails so it's yeah. it's the whole like correlation doesn't mean causation right yeah. if you do something and then something changes did it change because of something else that you didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah. or have no control over or did it change because of the thing you did um yes. so i had like a rant for about 45 minutes trying to explain that logical fallacy of uh yeah you know confusing correlation and causation um but yeah like you can as long as when you hit repair on the face shield as long as you can actually repair it like the damage is enough that that when you actually like you can pay money to repair it and it and the durability changes as long as you can do that the next online raid you go into the face shield will visually be fixed yep yep I promise you. Yes, and, and, I promise and, and if, you, yeah. And if somebody wants, by all means, people keep saying, oh, well, there are times where it hasn't for me. I don't think you're lying to me, but I don't believe you. <laughs> so send me the clip. So if you have a clip, I will kindly change my, you know, opinion, my yeah. tentative conclusion. But as of now, I've given that challenge to a thousand people and 993 of them have come back and said, nah, never mind, you were right. And seven of them never came back. So what the fuck else am I supposed to conclude, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's just the face shield thing. Jesus Christ. Oh, and, and you know, while, while we're at it, I might as well point out that in the um, in the, the bottom of your screen, the little handbook, the little green pop-up flag that gives you the count when you see new items, you can click the little green box, and that makes it, like, all it go goes away. away. It clears them. It's like a nice little convenience thing. You can't do that for Messenger, but you can do it for the handbook. Yep. And then also while we're at it, if you put middle mouse button on an item, it'll in, it'll inspect it if it's uninspected. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to get a few of those fucking obvious things that nobody seems to know because the game is either broken or, or doesn't tell you anything. At communicate. You know, communicating anything. Yeah. Um. The hundred percent. I just, I'm sure there are some people, there are going to be comments on the podcast that are like, oh, I never knew I've been, it's, and the best part is how many people, and again, Shudaville, I love you, buddy, but how many people uh, are like, thank you, you saved me so much time, yeah. blah, 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 <laughs> and it's like, but, and there are some comments that are like, I'll save you even more time <laughs> by just not doing any of that shit. Yeah, dude, I, I remember I was there at one point. I was convinced that they were that it was broken because I was like, I went to an offline raid and I was like, it's still broken. So I think it's broken. And then, yeah, it's like, just just fix it. I remember. I remember. I thought I thought I thought it was true for a little bit. I, I feel you should have, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, facial thing 2.0 rehash again. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so many so many people would get uh would get a kick out of our fucking Dude, our like notes notes <laughs> sometimes it's just like bullet point you know how how's tarkov feeling ai video nikita discussion game downtime you know five five six five four five updates face shield thing 2.0 rehash again kill me you know Dude, there's there's been some gems 
sometimes it, it and that's just me for me and you i because i love i can tell when you look over to the side especially when i'm typing <laughs> and you just giggle it's because i'm typing like i fucking hate this game this is bullshit kill me fuck me god damn it shit oh my god fuck me and then i like slowly Delete it off and only Jesse gets to see it and giggle at it. That's, I, I do that for just you and I, my friend. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <sighs> yep. <sighs> One of the things I wanted to uh, actually, I, I don't know if there's probably still Tarkov stuff. I don't uh, know. If, yeah, I, I don't know of any other Tarkov thing going on. I was gone for two days. Um, not a whole lot's happening as far as like brand new stuff. The wipe is still feeling good. All of the things I am frustrated about, I'm still frustrated about. We're just, just kind of like, just another week at Tarkov, for me, at least. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so one of the things I, I wanted to, to bring back, this fucking segment from a bajillion years ago, yeah. where I think a lot of people liked, too, because we got a bunch of people into into um a bunch of stuff a bunch of awesome content some people recommended some amazing content to us, um you yeah. know like like ristic studies and yeah. uh, you know and, and we talked about um uh dj peach cobbler yeah. and you know and then you know now it's so funny how that was like a name that i never heard of and then all of a sudden now it's like i feel like everybody in the fucking at least in my community yeah, knows, knows all about dj yeah, peach cobbler yeah, yeah. and uh um, but I, so I've been watching somebody, uh, that I've been addicted to and I'm about to run out of content, unfortunately, but there's a lot there. Uh, are you familiar at all with H bomber guy? Mm -mm. Um, so let me just, I'm assuming on he YouTube. has, he's got a, an eclectic, uh, collection of content that surprisingly enough overlaps massively with with a lot of my interests um like science oh i have seen videos from this guy okay yeah so yeah and i think i might have two but maybe i just like i don't know maybe it was just yeah. my perspective at the time where i you know just didn't look into it but but anyway he's got videos one of one of my favorite uh there are two like recurring series is that I've seen everything of and I love it. And one is, um, it's called a measured response. And that's yes. more of the like scientific skeptical, you know, debunking, explaining stuff. I mean, one of it was about like some of its politics. Um, yeah. You know, but he talks about like vaccines. He talks about the war on Christmas. Um, yeah. Talks about um, climate change talks about uh you know just like different like social justice kinds of things yep. yeah so it's it's really interesting um i'm sure that like statistically speaking 50 percent of our audience will hate the guy yeah uh, yeah naturally you know, <laughs> um you know maybe avoid anything having to do with politics um, but he also has a bunch of stuff on video games um so the second thing he does um they're kind of like video essays on games kind of similar to DJ Peach Cobbler and, and some of those guys yeah. Um, where it's it's called And Here's Why. So, like, one of the videos he did was speedrunning is awesome, and here's why. Ah. And I, I just remember seeing that being like, dude, like, this is what, like, oh, my God. Um, but, like, a few other titles, Skyrim is garbage, and here's why. Um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, Sherlock is garbage, and here's why. I never even watched Sherlock, never even cared about the show. But this 
hour and 49 minute long video essay he does is like super entertaining yeah um he talks about like dark souls games one of them is bloodborne is genius and here's why yeah um one of his (laughs) the best videos though that i would highly highly recommend uh anybody watch um is a is a video that's called pathologic is genius and here's why okay um i think there's a lot of if you go to his channel and you click on videos it's like the fifth video yeah um from two years ago and uh yeah it's a two hour and ten minute long thing uh video essay about this game pathologic that's like this indie game from a bajillion years ago that's like from some russian devs that is the graphics are like god awful um i i I won't spoil anything other than i'll say that there's a lot of overlap that you can learn like a lot of overlap that's relevant to game design and tarkov um because he talks about he mentions in this video talks about the idea of should games be fun Ah. and i just remember being like this guy is like my fucking spirit (laughs) he knows um that's cool but the interesting part is like this game is like you could describe it as like a pain simulator in very much the Mm. same way that you can say that tarkov is like that yeah the thing is is that i would say that tarkov being this terrible pain simulator unfun thing is not necessarily like the strengths or goals of the design in the way that it is in pathologic. Okay. Like it starts off, the game starts off and you would feel like maybe similar to like oblivion or like one of those games where it's like, you have items, you have like health bars and whatever. Um, The whole game is about, there's basically like a plague that breaks out in this city and everybody's like dying and you're you have to walk all through this town you're like a doctor um and you you have like a hunger meter and an exhaustion meter and whatever and it's like the game takes place over the course of like 12 days or something it like and it like tells you this after day one every one of your meters is either full or empty in the the bad direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, holy fuck. And then like day two comes around and you all the things you did on day one is for like nothing because the plague has suddenly broken out. Well, now money's meaningless, so you can't buy anything. And then like the first quest you have to do is like deliver this package of food to people all the way across town you're note that you're starving to death yeah and you can eat the food but you have to slow walk because there's no running in this ancient game all the way to the other side of the town and when you get there they're basically all dead and if you go looking around too much the plague is like following you like there's literal plague clouds that you have to like avoid you have to go all the way back and give the food back all the while you're starving and people are chasing after you trying to beat the shit out of you because they, you know, they're like muggers or Jesus. they just don't like you for whatever reason. And then like your reward for the quest is like some some nuts 
And then if you eat the nuts, your hunger bar goes from 100% to like 99.8%. It's like, oh my God. So the one of the points he makes is like, this game is not, it's not a game where you can like starve. It's not a game where you can suffer. It's a game about starving. It's a yeah. game about suffering, but like geniusly masked as like an RPG. That's so interesting. And how like that pain and suffering is the genius part of the design and how it's there for a reason. And yeah. then there's there's three characters and you play as one character all the way through. And if you like actually make it to the end, which like nobody does, then you get to play as the second guy. Um, so, and, and so note that the other two characters are in the game, like they're NPCs when mm. you're playing as the first guy. As the second guy, you get the perspective of of him and then you realize like, you realize he seemed like kind of a douchebag, maybe like inept or whatever, yeah. but you understand why, because you play through his, his, um, from his perspective, day one, you, you show up back to town, you're like hometown. And the first thing happens, you get mugged and you have to kill three guys. So you're, you have like, not only are you instantly starving, but you also like are dying from the moment you start playing. So it's even harder and then the character you played in the first time around, he fucks everything up constantly, making it even harder for you. But that's all like kind of the similar shit that you were doing. Yeah. So you get to see all these different perspectives. And then the third time around, it's even fucking worse. Like nothing you do does anything. But it's this whole meta narrative around they break like the third wall a bunch. And mm. there are these characters in the game that are literally like the developers saying like like talking to you and one of the aspects of the game is like they're the dialogue trees you have mm. different options you can never go back <laughs> so you can never like you can never say like oh i did the wrong thing you just you just say certain things and there's no going unless you load like an, an auto save so like yeah. towards the end when you're playing as like the 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 chick who uh you know has like this totally different perspective um the developers are like they're literally saying how like yeah but you have no control over how you can even respond to this dude that's... it's like it's gee, it's so fucking good just watch that's his crazy video. that's i tried crazy. to pay i tried to play pathologic 2 because it was it was remastered and the oh. graphics are fucking gorgeous and it's a dark game i mean like one of the things you have to do is is one of the things that's like taboo in every other game which is kill a child that's one of your things. You basically have to fucking kill a kid. But it's like, I might be able to save 50 other people yeah. by killing this kid who's actually a punk-ass piece of shit. But, you know, you go to Skyrim and you stab the kid with the sword and they just run away, right? They're, like, yeah. invincible. Whereas this game, it's like, no, you got to kill the kid, like, to do the thing. And There's a scene where you walk up and a woman's just being burned at the stake. And, like, they fucking zoom the camera in on her agonizing screams there are people jumping out of windows. It's fucking dark, dude. That's crazy. Um, I played it, and it was interesting. Um, I don't know how much further. I played it on stream, actually, for a few hours. Really? Of I don't know how much further I'm going to get into it, but this two-hour video is absolutely worth watching. Dude. And much like his video, I would not recommend playing the game. I'm not going to play the game. He basically is like, I'm making this so you don't have to play it. He's like, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Don't fucking play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, dude that's awesome i need that 
I have watched a few of his videos. I really liked him, and I I want I wanted some more of the video essays. Like we we both went through all the like Jacob Geller, all of his stuff and stuff like that. And so like yep. that's awesome. That yeah, is so awesome. I see that speed running is awesome, and here's why I went to on his channel. Yeah, he actually uh, he did a charity stream um one day because there was like some douchebag writer at some I don't know all the backstory. It's kind of like uk politics but mm -hmm. some dude said some really shitty stuff um being uh what's the word um discriminatory or or whatever mm. insensitive towards um you know trans folks and trans rights and uh so one of the things that he did was basically say okay well i'm going to like almost like protest this guy make my statement i'm gonna yeah. do a 24-hour stream where he like tried to do a 100 speed run of playing donkey kong but the whole thing was like i'm doing this to raise money for charity because fuck this guy that's crazy and he, like, and he ended up raising like i want to say like four hundred thousand dollars or Jesus. something like something insane i forget exactly what the number is um, but yeah, so he just talks about speed running and how awesome it is and, and a lot of that history and then, uh, and then talks about that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good, really good video. Um, so I've binged most of his stuff. Yeah. That was after having binged another channel. That's a completely different channel, but I don't know if you're familiar at all with Nile red and mm -mm. N I L E R E D like Nile, the river red, the color Nile red. He's got like almost 4 million subscribers. Jesus. He, He's this younger dude, and he just does, like, chemistry shit. Oh, that's cool. It's, like, it's fucking awesome. Like, and he he does some really interesting stuff, some really cool stuff. Like, he made aerogel. Um, sometimes he just will, like, take a bunch of jewelry and, like, melt it down and get the pure gold. But, like, the really fascinating part is, is it just really goes to show you, because I haven't thought of, honestly, I haven't thought about a lot of this stuff since chemistry class yeah about how how everything is really just made up of chemicals and it seems like magic but if yeah. you know enough about <laughs> if you know enough about like the science you can do crazy shit like one of the things he did was um he, so one of the videos turning plastic gloves into grape soda so in in one of the chemicals in plastic gloves is like this phthalate ester what? chemical. Now, there's a methyl and methyl anthranolite is another chemical. And like in, in the first minute, he starts talking about it. and chemically, they're like really similar um, chemical structures. So that phthalate ester whatever the fuck it is and it starts with p-h-t-h -H, so fuck me. oh my god that reminds me of that whole like steven meme yeah 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 before. yeah yeah. the little derpy dog um but steven. so what he does is he literally takes a box of just like rubber gloves where one of the com core components that makes up the rubber gloves is that that fucking unpronounceable ester. <laughs> yeah um and he uses all these other chemicals 
to basically like break out, separate and whatever this very specific chemical compound that is responsible for like the artificial grape flavor. That and it goes insane. through a million steps because he's got to add water and then add alcohol and then add all these other things to do a chemical reaction. But then you're left with the thing you want plus 12 things you don't want. So then yep. you need to dilute it and you need to use this funnel and you need to boil it and you need to do all this other stuff. And then you just it's chemical reaction after chemical reaction. And I mean, some of it is like you got to bake it. You have to vacuum tube it like all this insane. cool shit. And it's, it's really so sick. There's no music. It's just him being like this is what I want to do and I'm going to do whatever. And here's the chemical components and I'm going to do this. And then it's a close up of him. All you see is like hands with a flask and it's, it's, but it's, it's so entertaining. And it, over in a 47 minute video, he, you know, he starts out with rubber gloves and then I literally go to 25 minutes in and it looks like a beaker full of like boiling diarrhea is what this looks like. It then ends up with 10 minutes later. It ends up with, it looks like coffee. Actually, no, then it ends up with what looks like brown sugar. And then it turns that into like a black water, which then once the final result is kind of like a purplish close to black liquid that's really concentrated. And then he adds it to a soda stream. Oh, and my. He's like, it, he's like, it tastes like grape soda. That is insane. So it's just crazy, crazy, awesome shit. That is insane. That he does. He does a bunch of stuff with his pee, turning my own pee into an artificial sweetener. I mean, I guess if you know the science. Because there's like a chemical in there that's like urea. That's a part of urine that is like the core component of a bunch of other shit. Um, it's so fascinating, dude. It's so fascinating. And I, if, so if you're into this stuff, uh, yeah, it's it's really totally worth checking out his channel. That um, is insane. That kind of reminds me of, but like, have you ever heard of Michael Reeves? Maybe. He's a, he's a young, like, brilliant, like, computer science dude that makes YouTube videos about, like, the most insane things. Like, Teaching uh, a robot dog to pee beer. Yeah, he, he bought one of the Boston Dynamics <laughs> dogs and then, yeah, like, big dog. put a keg on it. The I built a surgery robot one is insane. I mean, he literally builds, like, this weird augmented reality thing where he can just move his hand around, but then, like... It, it's it, like he he that one was based on he saw the video of the robot surgeon performing surgery on the grape and he was like I can build that and so like just in his room over the course of like six months he builds this thing where he can just move his hand around and this robot with a knife will follow it and like it's he's insane he's insane like making a screen powered microwave and just like he wrote a Twitter bot that allowed his Twitter followers to order packages from Amazon and stuff like that. And it's just like he's way too smart to be doing this ridiculous stuff. But he's 23 million views. Holy yeah, fuck. his I mean, he's got like six point <coughs> five million subs like his videos are insane. And and of course, this is like something that I just if YouTube if the YouTube algorithm was actually fucking good, it would be serving me this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, doesn't. like, as a computer scientist, like, as a, I feel like you'd be really into his, his I literally stuff. was, like, I'm looking at half of this shit that's relevant to me. Like, some of these, some of these robotics-related yeah. things were, like, are, like, from companies I worked at. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the cool things, actually, I have a video I'll have to show you someday. Um, when I was in the robotics industry, one of the, uh, one of the, the things that our the company uh was really into was halloween um 
we always had crazy Halloween parties. Um, and one of my favorite things was we had a robot. It was from a different company. Uh, but it's like an eight foot tall, like humanoid looking robot with like four arms. This thing literally could easily murder you. Like <laughs> it, it just giant metal fucking servos or whatever. And one of my favorite things was that in Halloween, they would always give it like a hook hand and, a, and like a plastic oh sword. Oh my God. And like a fucking pirate hat. And it would always just be in the corner as like a fucking pirate but it was like this that's surgery <laughs> surgery robot that looked like it would murder you but yeah i, I just i love that little video i took on my phone that's incredible this robot with a sword and a fucking hook hand that is incredible <laughs> uh but yeah i'm gonna have to check out yeah michael you gotta reeves. yeah you gotta watch michael reeves and i'll i want to watch those h bomber guy videos i just i mean i remember like you said that name and i was like i have no idea who you're talking about and then as soon as i looked up his channel i was like yo i've seen like three or four of this guy's videos and they were all really good yeah I think really watched, good like, i think i had watched one of his videos too i don't remember exactly which one it was i didn't know he did gaming videos the ones i were clicking on were the other ones <laughs> like yeah um so that's amazing yeah, but so far they're all so far they're all pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm still looking, I'm still looking for something else. Speaking to of chemistry, in, in I, some of my off time, I went back and started watching Breaking Bad again. Just rewatching oh, yeah? it. Did you watch that show? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I, I I loved Breaking Bad. It was so good. I just needed something that I'd already seen before. You know what I mean? So just kind of like watch while I'm going to bed. But it's. So good, Breaking Bad is so good. Yeah, it's just like it's been long enough, probably that like you don't remember all the little exactly. details, and you can appreciate it again, and you know that you're not gonna be disappointed. Yep, yep. You know, a hundred percent. Um, did you watch Ozark? Did you ever watch that show with Jason no. Bateman? Um, the that's a really good. The new season Jason just Bateman. came which, out. Which one's Jason Bateman? Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's normally, like, guy, in comedy, but he's, like... It's like yeah, a, I was going to say, has that guy ever been in, like, anything that wasn't just kind of, like, a... I don't know, but it, he works so well in this show as, like, a super dramatic... Like, this show is pretty... Uh, it's, it's it's pretty intense. It's, it's good. I really liked Ozark. It's about they, like, basically get caught up in, like like with the cartel doing money laundering because he was an accountant and they kind of get forced into it. And it's similar to Breaking Bad where now he like, then once he gets in the world, he like wants to do it and be the best. And then it all catches up with him and it's like, and his family and it's good. It gets, it gets pretty intense. It's had, it's had some really solid moments, some really like brutal moments. Uh, And the new season just came out today or like the first part of it on Netflix. That's another good show. Interesting. All right. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only other thing uh I finally finally bit the bullet. I've been thinking about it for a while and just kind of procrastinating. I got a uh one of the iPad Pros um with Ooh. the uh like the Apple Pencil. Oh, um, that's I, dope. I, I I have been trying to just get better at like art. That's one thing that I am <laughs> so incompetent at is like drawing and it's just never been. Yeah, like I can, I can fucking trace. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, trace with the but, best of them. But yeah, I'm just. Uh, 
and I find I'm struggling, man. And and I, I'm in I'm in the the place where I always am in every time I want to learn something new. I mean, and this is how it was when I started streaming. It's how it was when I started YouTube. It's how it was when I started playing Tarkov. How I had so many questions, and like n nobody was really answering them. Yeah. In a helpful way. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Maybe five years from now, you'll start to see fucking art art tutorials from Veritas. From Veritas because it's yeah. Like, here's the way that I learned that yeah. you know. I mean, there are. I'm sure there are people that watch like the tutorials that I watch, and they actually like get a lot from it. Yeah. Um, but there are just so many that I'm like, some these people are just fucking bad at teaching things. Yeah, it's not like you. They just say, you can say things, and give demonstrations. But and that, but that's just like not the same as teaching. Yeah. Yep. Like you have to understand. You, what you have to do is not say, here's where I am, and here's how I think you you get there. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to understand exactly where the brain is of the person who doesn't understand. Yeah. And then you need to figure out where they should be, and then you need to not just tell them the things that they don't know, but you need to tell them the things that they don't know in a very specific way. Yeah. So that they can make the transition there. Yep. It's not just being told. Yep. It's it's more about perspective, mindset, a way of thinking and approaching. A hundred percent. You know, and, and that's kind of why I made like Anatomy of a Firefight versus like here's some PvP tips, like aim for yeah. the head, you know, whatever. Like one of them is telling you, the other is I think teaching or demonstrating yeah. like fundamentals or principles. So, I mean, I, I just spent a lot of my and, time. Yeah. Like I spent a lot of my time and I don't know um, how, how much like drawing or art class or any of that stuff you've ever done. But like, I've been spending a lot of my time trying to learn the basics of like composition when it comes to shapes around, mm. like you can, you can like draw a head, for example, like a face. One of the things I did was like, if I tried to draw a face, even just looking at a picture and then was drawing, you know, as a reference, yeah. if I'm not like tracing, the proportions are all wrong. It yeah. just looks fucking god awful. It just looks terrible. Um, so a lot of, you know, what they'll have you do is like, you draw the oval for the head and then you like put a line halfway through and a line halfway through. And like this center line is where you put the eyes. Yeah. And then like you can draw a, like a nose in this specific way. And then like, then from, from there you can draw like the bottom of the head and here's how you do these shapes yeah. and this. And then it's like, Oh, then I end up with something that actually looks quite good. Yeah. But it looks exactly like the thing yeah. that they just walked me through. So it's like, great. Now, what the fuck do I do with it? Yeah. Because I could go through and follow the same steps, but I'll end up with the same face. Yeah. How does that like, apply to different perspectives and like, and, and how do I use this knowledge to like move forward and not just replicate a thing that I just did? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I find that like, that's what I'm trying to look for is to like, yeah. how to take what I just, this very specific thing I just learned and how to apply it. You know, like one of the things I'm trying to draw because I want to do one of those like cool, like lo-fi, 
synth-wavy kind of backgrounds where you have like a moving background oh, with like yeah. a character that might have just like their shirt and their hair flapping, but everything else is not moving, you know, yep. like a simple animation. And I've I've and I have um a reference photo that's like a chick on like a fucking dope cafe racer motorcycle. And I've spent two days fucking sitting there trying to draw the helmet. I can if I trace it, it's perfect and it looks great, and I could probably move on. But I I don't want to just trace it because then someone could just Google chick on a cafe racer yeah. and they'd see that my thing was exactly the same as this one, just with like my own art style put on top of it in different colors yeah. and in a different environment. But it's like, it doesn't feel like I created anything. Yeah. And I've spent all this time trying to like apply what this guy showed me with a gorilla and then like a face to like a motorcycle helmet. And I just can't do it. Yeah. Because I can't break it down into triangles and circles, yeah. In the same way that he could do with this specific, I don't know, dude. So I'm I'm struggling with it. I'm, dude. It's finding it's, it's funny putting yourself back in the position of being a, yeah. in square one, a fucking complete noob at something, and seeing the frustration. hundred percent. And these are the things that I'm noting and and paying attention to because at some point in the future, if I am ever competent, I'm gonna hopefully be able to know. If I can remember where I was and remember the frustrations I had and then remember how I got over them, while that stuff is still fresh in my mind, that's the perfect time to, like, make a tutorial or a guide. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Not I've been doing I'm, – I'm a pro artist for 10 years, and I completely forget what it's like to be an ignorant, you know, idiot. Yep. You know, there's um, – Dude, 100%. There's like so much to that. And obviously not just in art, like in everything. But there is so much to like what teaching really is. You know what I mean? And and yeah, and that's like so much more than just showing anybody anything. And like, and then even even just the way different people process information too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, you could be in school and have somebody that you think is like, yo, this is a great teacher. And somebody else is like, dude, I'm just not getting it. And it's so hard to find that perfect meld of like the way that you process information and somebody who's providing more than than yeah like for lack of a better term just a tutorial on a thing but like a proper education on an art form or on a this like that somebody like you that like really wants to learn something you know what I mean yeah. like that's frustrating you know a lot of people and I and I think that that stuff rises to the top because so many people are just like quickly googling like how to draw a face really quick because they're trying to do a thing and then move on and they don't want to like learn you know what I mean but it is hard to find that that balance and and like yeah, all these tutorials I've gone through hours of tutorials they have 10 million views all of yes, them and it's yep, like yep <laughs> and at no point do I feel like I've like learned anything and yep. I just sit there with my iPad and it's like, fuck. You yeah. Know, like, how do I move I can forward? Draw, I can draw the same. <clears throat> I'm really good at drawing things when they involve like perspective and like straight lines and like symmetry. And because like, I understand like the math and the physics of perspective. And yeah, you know, like it's, it, we're not talking about like attitude shading or how to do yeah. like how, proper line weights or how you know to yeah. actual like physically be able to draw things and have them look good but it's like it's more mathematical it's yeah. more you know i can do like math based geometry based art that might look cool but the moment i want to try to draw yeah but that's not what you want to do face, yeah yeah a yeah. face at a slight angle 
There's a million tutorials on how to do it, and I can follow them. And then what I'm what I'm left with is a facsimile of what they showed me in the exactly. tutorial. And it, and then the moment I try to step out of my comfort zone and apply it to something slightly different, it's dog shit, you know? Yeah. And that's why this episode is sponsored by Skillshare. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I get you. That's cool, though. That's cool. I, I love like the whole I I love seeing what people can draw on like iPads these days. It's pretty crazy how like it's, it's fucking magic, powerful. Dude. Yeah, these tools are and how how powerful and accessible compared to 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's just being able to just being able to draw with if I had like a pencil and paper. How far away I would be. Yeah. From even just now, think about being able to undo yeah and make layers and then also transition with two taps of a pen from a paintbrush to a line brush to a chalk to a marker to then you know even just simple things like it blows my mind so i downloaded procreate it was like a ten dollar app yeah just to be able to with a pencil right i can like try to draw a circle if you draw a circle and like close it off and then hold it there after like a second, it'll snap to a like an ellipse, yeah, like a perfect ellipse. That then, if you like tap, it'll make it a perfect circle. Yep. Or or not, and you can, or you you draw a triangle, you know, and you might have curved, ugly lines, right, or whatever. But if you hold it there, all of a sudden it's whoop, becomes a triangle, and it's like just to be able to draw perfectly straight lines without needing a ruler and yep. without it's having to have crazy, an eraser. Crazy, bro. It's like just game changing just yeah. absolutely game changing um so I, I feel like empowered yeah because i know i have like this unbelievable power at my hands and all i can draw is like my fucking like the veritas logo over <laughs> again. you know because it's straight lines that you yeah. can easily make with very specific angles and yeah but you know if i wanted to like put arms and legs on them in a face and animate it Good I'll spend luck. seven hours and it'll look like shit. And then yeah. I'll be like, well, I'm never drawing again. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's dope. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I would love to augment my videos with more. I, I, I've done it before. I have a drawing tablet that I use. Yeah. I was um, about a to lot say a lot of your videos include like handwritten, either like um, dubs or examples of stuff, math. Yep. And like, I, I'm perfectly fine. Like, handwriting thing doing little doodles yeah like or in like the cms versus serve 12 like i literally screenshotted it and traced it yeah and you have like a nice sketched wireframe of a thing that looks cool yeah but i don't feel i'm not proud of yeah that right that's just a way of trying to stylistically yeah differentiate my content from the normal person that will just bring up a screenshot in the game yeah um you know, it's that a little extra that I think might make it a For little sure. bit more interesting. Inspired by stuff like Jacob Geller. Yep. Um, you know, and a lot of other guys who have really nice visuals and colored backgrounds yep. and, and stuff that, that yeah, but what, maybe one day I'll be able to fucking draw. Hell yeah. Literally, literally anything. <laughs> literally anything. Dude, that's sick. That's awesome. I'm definitely gonna be checking out some H Bomber guy videos this week. That's hundred yep. percent. Let me know. You have a homework. I need a written, written essay. All right, three, three pages, double okay. space, double space. Whew. 
Dodge a bullet. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I love this stuff. I definitely, I definitely agree. We had been talking kind of behind the scenes about like getting back into some of that stuff, some of like the outside, like, yeah, all the Tarkov stuff, but some of the just stuff that we've been interested in. Cause at, at like you said, at the heart of it, we're both just like nerds that love tech and art and video games and YouTube and video essays. And like, we're always like, I've always got some YouTube channel that's on the back burner that I'm listening to. You know what I mean? I'm always got something new, some new show. So I definitely agree, like bringing more of that, you know, the, the poggers things, like stuff that we're just excited about because we had some great interactions with the community already. And some of our favorite content was suggested to us by the community. So I definitely agree. Excited to get get some of this stuff back into the cast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right I think on. that's uh, I think that's that's about everything we had. That's all the Tarkov stuff. That's some other stuff that we've been interested in. Um, anybody that's listening, whether it's later on or live, you know, feel free to let us know if there's some, something cool you want us to check out. We're just, like I said, we're just love content and content creation and video games and all of it and music. And, and we find inspiration in all of those things. So, um, a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging everybody that's, that's with us live. Um, podcast will be out in just a few days cause we did this late. Um, but yeah, thanks for hanging and we'll definitely see y'all in the next one. Peace. Thank you.